You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series that syndicates for the A-List Online. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith. The interview subject I have coming up for you is Adam Darsky. He plies his trade under the pseudonym Nergal, or Nagal, one of the two. That means he's a fella from Behemoth and me and that man. He's a bit like Phil Anselmo and that I'd been looking forward to having a conversation with him for many years, so here it is. Another one I really enjoyed and got some goosebumps through, I must say. The reason for the conversation is that Behemoth are appearing on at the Australian Leg of Download. There are two dates, Saturday 9th of March, they're in Sydney, and Monday the 11th of March, they're playing in Melbourne. And then there are two dates that they're playing with Slayer and Anthrax. On the 7th of March, which is tomorrow night, they're playing River Stage in Brisbane, and on the 13th of March, they're playing at the Adelaide Entertainment Centre. One's not to be missed if you're an Australian listener because these will be Slayer's final shows, I'm led to believe. But here he is, Adam Darsky. Hello. That's it. Gotcha. How are you going? Hey, it's going. It's going, man. It's going well, mate. It's going well. You must be... I, I consider you my version of Eleanor from Gone in 60 Seconds and that I've had a few near misses in so far as an opportunity to have a conversation with you has sort of come and gone and... Uh, yeah, mate, I wasn't going to miss this opportunity to chat to the great Adam from Behemoth and me and that man. So thank you very much for making yourself available, mate. Yeah, sure, man, sure. I'm, I'm happy to talk and I'm very excited about just being back here. So absolutely. Cool, mate, cool. So you've got, so you're here in Australia at the moment, of course, because you've got these shows and you're playing Download, but you've also got some, I wouldn't call them side shows. You've got these massive events happening with Slayer and Anthrax, specifically here in Brisbane. So... Are you going to be playing a different set for the download crowd than you'll be playing for the people who watch you when you perform with Slayer and Anthrax? Uh, no, I don't think so. We have the same uh, time, which is uh, 45 minutes, I believe. So we're going to stick to the same set list. Okay. Is that going to be a mix of uh, old favorites and some of the some of the new stuff from I Loved You at Your Darkest? Yeah, you can say so. I mean... We won't be playing much of like the old old stuff. I mean, um, I mean, it's it's getting tougher and tougher, you know, to pick the right songs and and to make it ex- like. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, we're doing some Satanica, some Evangelion, of course, and uh, and not not. I mean, the Satanist too, you know, but since we did the whole Satanist run, you know, we don't, mm. I mean, it feels like, you know, I already killed that record, you know, so it's like, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it, for me, it feels boring to, to be playing these songs, you know, so I need to give them some time, you know, to, until I'm, you know, I love them again. And, uh, and of course, you know, there's going to be uh, two, maybe three songs from the recent record. So, I mean, it's, I know, like, you can't really satisfy everyone, and there's always no. people bitching, you know, because there's always fans of, like, certain periods of, of, of you know, of, of your band, okay? Mm. And it's like, well, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, other than, you know, of course, you know, I'm trying to um, please people, you know, because I'm an entertainer, you know, but I'm also trying to have a good time myself, too, you know, so yeah. I need to, I, you know, I, I need to make it, like, flawless and smooth and and enjoyable for myself in the first place, actually, because if I'm not happy, you know, you won't be happy watching me. Look, I'm a musician and I understand exactly where you're coming from because I play covers songs, so I'm playing Brown Eyed Girl and all that sort of rubbish, And but people love it. 
people love it, right? But I've got to put in a few things for me, like uh, why do I like to play Aeroplane by the Red Hot Chili Peppers because I'm a bassist, that sort of thing. Now, the crowd doesn't get off on it that much, but by God, do I like playing it? So it's one for me and ten for them. That's generally how I look at it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Hey, let's um, let's have a chat about I Loved You at Your Darkest because it was one of the form albums in 2018, and I did read a lot of the reviews and I thought overall it was it was favorably reviewed and two two key thoughts that I came away with after really thoroughly listening to the album okay so Ecclesia uh, Iabolica Catholica the solo that starts at 216 to me that represents where you could potentially take the band moving forward because you are you are an excellent guitarist you like Ishan and uh, in that you can do it all. You can do it all. But do you think you'll do a bit more shredding on albums coming up, or is that something that you yet to be decided? Is yet to be decided. Mm, it's way too early to you know to, to to be to you know to be discussed. It's just I don't know. Uh, we're like with every record, you know, we have a different approach, and it's a different approach here, and and it was a different approach with the Satanists and so on, and so on. So it's hard to say, and it's way too early to judge. Uh, I'm more into creating a certain atmosphere for the record than thinking, oh, let's show off here, let's show off there. No, I'm, I'm more a song kind of guy. The older I am, the more I'm song kind of, kind of guy, really. Yeah. And, um, and I think you can hear it and I love you to Dorcas, you know, it's a very song-based record, you know, and it's even more song-based than The Satanist Wars. Uh, and that's what I like, you know. So uh, I'm thinking, you know, we'll be moving towards that direction. But then again, you know, I don't know if it's gonna. Maybe it's gonna go more like I don't know, crazier again and just more radical. Yeah. yeah. But then what I like to do, I like to like diverse stuff. You know, I like to. Uh, I like the opposites. You know, I like you know when when something's like really crazy and brutal. You know, I like to level it out with something that is. That is mellow, okay? And uh, also my experience, and that's what people like pointed out really when listening to uh, I Love Jato Darkest is that, that me and that man must have had some impact on that record. And yeah. that's true, you know? I mean, I'm, I'm not saying this is a blues country record because it's still a pretty fucking radical album and it's, it's, it's massive and it's heavy as fuck and so on and so on. Hmm. But, uh, but, me and that man just opened me up for new experiences and new. Uh, I'm just more, uh, just it just encouraged me to do other stuff. Okay, hmm. so uh, so so, and I think you can definitely hear it on a lecture to Dawkins, and, and I'm happy yeah. with it. You know, I'm honestly happy with it. Yeah, no, great, and and you should be, mate, because it is an accomplishment, and and I think the cut specifically that I could hear a lot of the influence from me and that man was Bartabel. Because I'm a I'm a massive Bauhaus fan, and I felt as though you channeled a little bit of what they did with the album In the Flat Field from 1980. But you know, to your point oh, about wow. well, that's there. Yeah, that's what I heard, and that's why it was my favorite, probably my favorite Behemoth cut, to be honest, man. Oh wow, that's amazing! I'm really happy because with Barzabel, it's always like with that kind of songs, it's some kind of there is a risk, you know, when you make that kind of song. It's yeah. because. Um, because there is, uh, we've never done a song that is alike, okay? And Borzabel is definitely going to stand out. But then in the end of the day, you never know. Because it's unpredictable, you know? If people going to fucking dig it, 
Mm. Or they're gonna bury it. Like, oh, that's crap. That's shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, you know, I mean, just just take a look on some other bands. You know, when when sometimes they just come up with something, and when it's out, you know, for for some time, people think it's shit. You know, and then you know, with time, it just grows, and people, you know, like. Sometimes it's like one or two, three decades, and and people realize, oh, it's such a classic. Yeah. Or the op- or the opposite, you know. <laughs> so it's 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 a risk, you know. But but that's exactly what what makes our profession so exciting. I mean, yeah. I would fucking hate doing stuff that is so predictable and just follow a certain path just to to you know to get my pay and pay my bills. I would. I would hate my life then, you know. But with <laughs> yeah. but but with this approach that we accomplish again on I love you at your dog is I mean still behemoth but but it's adventurous and uh, personally I'm I, I love Barzabel. Mm. And uh, even in the studio when the vocals were not done I didn't know exactly where we we're going. So it was a very it had it had this loose approach. I was like, "Shit, how I'm gonna approach it vocally?" Because I definitely don't want to scream over this. Uh, I don't want to kill that goth vibe of that song. Yeah. So I, I I was like, "Shit, I mean, I need to do something else." And then I started fucking around with with uh, like vo- different vocal uh, layers. And then when I did that, like the, the, just some working. Some work. I did some some demos, and uh, I was like, "Holy fuck!" I, it's it has this Bathory vibe to it, and it's yeah. something else. And I was like, "Shit, I, I'm, I think I'm loving it," you know. So I did. I followed it, and uh, like now, I mean, live, it's people love that song. I mean, people love that song, and I love that song. So cool. I'm really happy. Like, you know, uh, uh, I love Tutor Darkest is a Behemoth Eleven album. And uh, I'm very happy with that record. I'm super proud of it, you know. But in the end of the day, I remember that that's what one of uh, Judas Priest guys said. In the end of the day, if like with every new record, if you can just take away one classic that's gonna stay in your set list for the next decades, you 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 know that you've accomplished it. Yeah. Because yeah. it's so difficult. Like as like the, the older you are, the more experienced you are, the more um, the bigger your back catalog is, the more difficult it is to uh, uh, to bring something new to the table. Just look at Slayer or even Judas Priest or like mm. any other band. It's like they always play the old stuff. So I'm really happy that that you know Blow Your Trumpets, Gabriel or Father Said of Sound, and now Barzabel. These are the songs that we will probably be playing for another ten or twenty years because people will want to hear them. So it's 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 very satisfying. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I really think um, that I'm really glad you brought up me and that man actually because I, I love that album. I still listen to that one. They're well after the the review period, which is over two years ago now. If you can believe it, that's how long that album's been out. But here's what wow. I here's what I said in my review. I said Songs of Love and Death is an opportunity for fans of Behemoth and other nefarious heavy metal to branch out and explore new musical avenues guided by the hand of one of our very own statesmen. And, of course, that's you. So what do you think about that comment there? Do you do you feel as though if people choose to really spend time with the album and get into it, metal fans and people who are into all sorts of extreme music, you can actually help them introduce... You can introduce them to yes. musicians like, like Johnny Cash? 
yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what the record did. I mean, I was expecting more hate, and I was expecting more people being uh, not not very pleased with me singing or trying to sing. Depends how you see that. Hmm. And uh, but but before anything, most of the people they they they, they realized that this is hundred percent. Uh, Nurgle, and this is hundred percent honest, hmm. and uh, that's you know I mean honesty is like number one factor you know when it comes to any art history, and uh, I was I'm still pretty happy with that record. Of course, you know I would sing stuff better now because I you know got some more knowledge and I got some more experience. So I just I, I proved that on the next album because we're making it, but uh, but uh, I'm. I'm it, it this that was a very important time for me. I really, I'm happy I did that. I, I mean, I would just hate. Uh, I mean, of of course, you know, Behemoth is my, is my mothership. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And and this is and this is my uh, most precious child, and uh, and and that's my priority. But then I would really hate to sum up my. Uh, artistic life, you know, in in one genre and in one mm. band only. Yeah. I would feel like uh, not like totally like fully accomplished. If you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, okay, I mean, yeah, yeah. I know that I know that I have perfected my like, behemothish. Mm, uh, uh, fucking the yeah, artistry. That's the, again sure. the, that word. And I know that we are we're pretty fucking solid, but uh, I always ask myself, what if there's other genres that I can be good at? You know, why I'm not trying out? I should, even if you fail. I mean, and it's a message. You know, when people ask me about stuff, you know, it's a message for other people too. You know, it can be it can be sports, it can be crafts, it can be anything. But if you feel that you have you have some interest and hunger and. Uh, in trying out new uh, 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 styles of music and, and your, yeah yeah or whatever yeah. whatever just do it yeah if you fail so what you know it's like you're not gonna die from it just yeah. do it you know because you never know maybe you, you try out you know and, and 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 there's like a new adventure behind that and and it's gonna open up a whole new world for you yeah. Yeah, and and something I know, something that I specifically picked up on with the Me and That Man review was that you'd swapped out your Hex Seven and ESP Eclipse guitars for a Gretsch White Falcon. Now that must give you a lot of, say, artistic stimulus if you like playing a beautiful guitar like that. Not that the ESPs aren't, but the Gretsch White Falcon is a stunning guitar, but it, it does need a lot of care and attention. I know from experience. So, did you find that holding a different guitar encouraged you to write different music? Uh, yep, yep. And uh, that's another story that is, uh, I think I told, like, I told it already, you know, but uh, hmm. the whole I Love You to Darkest was written on Gretsch as well. I didn't know that. There you go. Yeah, yeah, wow, was, yeah, 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 and that's, that's what made this record what it is. And this record is more spacious and it's, there's more air in the, in the reefs and in the songs. Or like Barzabelle, you know, I mean. Uh, the way I did it, I just used like the semi-acoustic um, uh, guitar and and yeah. and 
yeah, white or falcon, all the, the the black version of it. I, it's not white falcon because it's black. Right. I don't think it's called black falcon, <laughs> but uh, I lo- I love both. And uh, I was just sitting on my sofa. I wouldn't even plug the guitar to any distortion pedal. I would just play like the, the same acoustic, you know, whatever comes from the from the body. Hmm. And uh, that's how I made all the riffs for Out of to Darkness, all of it. Wow. And, okay. Yeah, and yeah. so sometimes when you sometimes when you hear like Angelus thirteen, which is like all like fast picking and I mean even this I would just I would just make this song on the garage, but since if you're a guitarist you know that you can't really shred on the garage because yeah. you can't because it's 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 built for big chords. Yeah. So so most of the stuff I would just do like a big chords, you know, like brom brom brom. And that, and this gives you like, it's it's just you know it's it just sounds bigger you know I mean mm. of course there's less shredding less fast picking less but that's what it is and that's that uh, um, you know just just to give you an example the Satanist was was made uh, made all the riffs on the Telecaster for the Satanist holy moly okay there you go yeah which which yeah. is again you know like one of the most metal guitars out there. And so is Gretsch. So I always try to fuck around with it. I'm like, what? I mean, let's try to play metal on, on the guitar that is not made for that, really. Yeah. And maybe not even use a C sharp, just like a regular E. And uh, I, I think that like for a few years now, I've been trying to... Uh, uh, like I, I, I've been trying to be one with one of my legs, you know, still like be in that genre that I grew up with, which yeah. is extreme metal genre, and over the other leg, just, just, you know, try out new, uh, uh, like new departments, so just like explore new departments and maybe cool. even go back and just, you know, get some bluesy vibes and stuff like that. So just, just to get like an extra flavors. Um, and and bring them back to extreme metal and see if we can make it more exciting, you know. Mm. Yeah, well, you do do that, I must say. You do make... I've got to say that I, I tuned out of black metal for a long time, and then I heard you guys around the Satanist, and it actually got me back into black metal. So you do do that, whether you realise that or not. That is the impact that you're having on the heavy metal scene, if you like. And, and I must say that I think that you've, you've really been... Uh, I mentioned it before about you being a statesman, but you've really take on taken away and, and you might not realize this but i think a lot of people globally review you regard you as the foremost spokesman for black metal because you are articulate you're a renaissance man you've done things like you've opened up a business so you've got barbarian there in warsaw you've been on the voice you've penned a, a wonderful autobiography which i've truly enjoyed reading and you're also a brewer because you've got a partnership there with Perrin brewery and of course you've got these musical these musical outfits that you're doing. And I think black metal for a long time was in the shadows. And I think you've done a lot to drag it into the sunlight. So I really want to thank you for doing that. I'm happy to hear that. I mean, so there's, uh, you must be aware of the fact that there's like, there's bunch of people who consider all that I've done as the most on black metal thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 you know, about in order, in order to understand, I mean, one must really get his head out of the cave first, you know, to see that the world is can be very exciting and very mm. inspirational, you know. And if you're if you're you know stick up your head in your ass, you know, and just stay there, it's it's just gonna get claustrophobic after a while. So no, no, it's not healthy. <laughs> mm. Absolutely, mate. Yeah, 
All right, I better let you get to the next one. It's been a uh, an honour and a privilege to finally talk to you, mate. So congratulations again on a stellar career, and long may you continue to do what you're doing. And really hope these shows here in Australia uh, are good for you, mate, because I know the fans are uh, waiting with their rabid fans, mate, that are waiting to see you guys perform. So I'm sure everything will go beautifully. All right, on, man. Thank you so much. Thanks Thank you. for your time. No worries, mate. All the best. I appreciate it. Bye bye. Cheers. Cheers. You have been listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series that syndicates for the A-List Online. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith, and that conversation featured Adam Darsky, a.k.a. Nogal, or Nurgle, from the outfits Behemoth and Me and That Man. Thanks so much for listening.